because I've never had an experience like this where I saw something just show up in front of me. I just thought, well, I'm crossing over. I'm about to die. Right. And so, like, Life is literally flashing it, yeah, your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I don't hear a lot of people connecting David to the, the heart of the Father. Right, no. Um, when they talk about the love of the Father, somebody, usually David is not the example. Mm-hmm. But to me, David is one of the best examples of somebody who understood the love of the Father. Our life shouldn't be a roller coaster. Or like, I'm doing great with God. I'm doing horrible. I'm like, okay, where is God? Is he real? You know, it's like, I think it is more of a, man, life is amazing right now. God is so good. Man, God is so hard. And God is so faithful. As we walk through life, like, mm-hmm. are we allowing the experiences to enlarge our heart and understanding his love? Mm-hmm. Like, will we love him when it's dark like he did? Welcome. So honored to have a very own Pastor Hona in the house today. Hona, welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us. I'm so glad to do this. <laughs> We're again. so glad to have you. So I wanted to start off by um, getting to know you a little bit. For those who have never met you before, um, who are you, Hona? Tell us your story. What, how, did you, how did you first come to know Jesus? Um, where are you from? Like, mm-hmm. how did you end up in L.A.? What brought you here? Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Well, I was born in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And in 88, um, we moved to Ecuador. My parents, we went as, as a missionary family mm-hmm. to Ecuador. And I uh, grew up mostly in Ecuador from uh, 9 to 18. Mm. And so um, I've always, God was always in the picture. And I I made the decision to make Jesus the Lord of my life probably probably around four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say, you know, growing up in a Christian home, I think it was just through the years, just letting that reality mm-hmm. uh, uh, mean something. It was the main thing for me, and yeah. just multiple moments where and decisions that I had to make mm-hmm. uh, that helped me connect to God. Mm-hmm. And so, but um, yeah, I have three sisters, and uh, uh, we uh, we were all very close, and we got very involved with the things that my parents were doing. And mm-hmm. so we we fell in love with Ecuador, and we still work there. Mm-hmm. We're about to go on a mission trip yes. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that all the time. And uh, but yeah, so um, it's it's it, you know I used to think that my testimony was boring because no. I've always known God. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> I, I can relate to this. But, yeah. I can relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I realized that you know it was mm-hmm. it was not like there were mm-hmm. so many amazing God mm-hmm. moments and things that um, you know now I'm very grateful for mm-hmm. just the. The blessing of of uh, growing up in a home where where God was present. Yes, I love that. Yeah. So you were born in Guatemala. You um, were raised for like part of your childhood in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. How did you end up in America? Yeah, um, you know, I I knew it was called to full time ministry. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what. Um, that I knew that even that my my dad was a part of a. a a large uh, group of churches. I, I knew that I was not supposed to be a leader in in, in one of those mm-hmm. uh, in, in that ministry. I mm-hmm. knew that the right door hadn't mm-hmm. opened yet, mm-hmm. and so uh, I was really waiting for God to open the right door. 
And, uh, you know, out of nowhere, uh, we had a prophetic team from Kansas City come. And in that trip, uh, Sean was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Sean, this is Sean Balls. This is Sean Balls. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, uh, he was probably like 23 years old. Uh-huh. And uh, and he was a part of this team. And he had a word for, for me mm-hmm. um, in that trip. And so he didn't actually tell me the whole word, but you know, the only thing he told me at the time was that I had an invitation to come to Kansas City and mm-hmm. that I wasn't called to business, that I was called to ministry. And I knew that, mm-hmm. but I was signing up to go to business school. And in three days, we were waiting to the last day to pay for college, wow. uh, you know, because I knew that that was not what I was supposed to do, but I just thought, <laughs> I'm just going to go. do something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do something until he uh-huh. opens the door. Wow. That was the plan. And so three days before that, he told me I had an invitation to come to Kansas City. I didn't even know where Kansas City was. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been on the East Coast in the U.S., but I've never been in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I knew right away that it was God, that I was supposed to wow. move uh, move there. Um, and, yeah, like three months later, I moved to Kansas City. Wow. And that's how I ended up in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that was a bit of a journey. I ended up in L.A. How, what was the time the length of time between being in Kansas City and what brought you to LA? Yeah, so when I was in Kansas City, that's when I when I met Jen, mm-hmm. uh, your you beautiful know, wife. Yes, my wife. <laughs> and then she's uh, she was living in Africa at the mm-hmm. time, but we met in Shreveport, Louisiana, and in a conference. And um, you know, we got married. Uh, lived in Kansas City for a year, mm-hmm. and our firstborn Malika was born there. Yeah. Um, she's about to turn 18 to, tomorrow. Wild, <laughs> so, wild, you guys. It's so crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so we, um, you know, uh, we moved to Alabama for one year. And mm-hmm. when we were in Alabama, we knew that it wasn't home. We mm-hmm. knew it was temporary. Mm-hmm. We couldn't feel like the roots kind of like yeah. settle in there. And so we were praying about what was next. Mm-hmm. And um, with Sean, we, we felt like, like God was calling us to LA. He always had a heart for the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. You know, Jen and I, our main focus was justice, uh, yep. missions, things yep. like that. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, you know, we're like, but when, when he felt like the call to LA, we started feeling like we were supposed to come too. Mm-hmm. And God just made, made it clear. And mm-hmm. so, so yeah, we move in 2007, 2007. to LA wow. to plant the church. Expression 58. Expression 58. Here we are. (laughs) That's how it started. (laughs) That's amazing. That's a short version of the story. Yes, yes. Yeah. Nala, thank you for taking us on that road. You know, it's funny, as you were saying that the three core values of expression are love, creativity, and justice. Now, I was thinking about you, Jen, and Sean, who, you know, the pioneers of this community. And um, something that I really want to delve into conversation with you about today is the love of the Father. Um, you know, so I was thinking, like, Hona really carries um, just the, the the heart of the Father, the love of the Father. Jen really carries uh, justice, like the torch for justice. Mm-hmm. And Sean really carries heart for the entertainment industry for creativity I was like huh look at these three <laughs> love creativity and justice yeah. like three three superheroes yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well you know God, it's, it's, it's interesting because we you know just the way that God works yeah. and even just how he highlighted things and mm-hmm. um, yeah he just worked it all out but it's really beautiful to see the teamwork that that takes place. You know, when you mm-hmm. choose to um, do life with people, um, you know, whether mm-hmm. that's in marriage, whether that's in community, it's amongst friends, and just that what God has poured into us as individuals and, and what we're able to release when we bring those things together. You know, it's yeah. kind of what was just hitting me as you were sharing that piece of history with us. So 
I love that. Thank you. Well, now we get to sit literally in the fruit of the three of you moving to LA and starting Expression, which is this church. Um, So yeah, I want to jump into this conversation around um, the Father Heart of God. Because Hona, you, like nobody else I know, carry um, the Father Heart of God. Like when I think of you, that's what I think of you. The way that you see people, the way that you love and shepherd and pastor people is is just with um, this father-like ability. Um, and so I feel like you are somebody who um, you clearly have um, received revelation of that to be able to walk out in it. You've clearly um, had that revelation. So I, I'd love to, um, yeah, just talk to you about that. Can you share with us maybe from the beginning, like is, is this something that you have always, have you always felt connected to God specifically as a father? Because I know... For all of us, like when we think about God, there are probably aspects of His character um, or His personality that we are particularly attracted to or drawn to or feel like we, um, yeah, maybe embody um, Mm -hmm. or relate to the most. So for you, has it always been um, that you felt particularly connected to God as your Father or has there been specific things that have happened that have brought greater revelation or can you bring us in? into that a little bit yeah you know um i feel like i feel like my 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 natural father has uh this childlike faith Mm -hmm. you know um and he he was the first one to get saved from his family Mm -hmm. and he um and and in that you know a lot of things were new but he had this childlike faith Mm -hmm. and uh and so i feel like this the accepting the, the love of God and the love of the Father was something that, that he did and that we all benefit, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and, and also, and my, and my mother also, um, they both just um, constantly talked about just the gift of, of, of God, that it was mm-hmm. that he loved us so much, right, <laughs> that, that he had everything. And, and that truth was something that we grew up with. And I, so I think that there was a level of that that I always was like, yeah, yeah. God's good. It's he a foundational yeah, piece that, of truth. Yeah, it was a foundational yeah. truth that it was there. But also, I think all as Christians, we all wrestle with the lies of the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, that the enemy is always going to make sure that we feel disqualified somehow of why we don't deserve the love of God. You True. know, mm-hmm. for me was, you, you know, I felt like I pretty much needed to be a saint because mm. I had amazing parents and they were doing amazing work uh-huh. and God was blessing their work. And so so I always felt like I was never good enough mm. because I, I felt like, you know, uh, yeah, I still have all these issues. I still have all <laughs> these weaknesses. I still, you know, I, I should be way better. You know, so, mm. I, so the enemy, I felt like the enemy will always try to disqualify you from mm-hmm. the love of God. But at the same time, even as that was going on, God constantly would come and just reassure me of how much He loved me, how mm-hmm. much He cared. So I will say there was moments mm-hmm. that that marked me, yeah, that, you know, over and over that He just that. showed me how much He loved me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those moments are really powerful when um, when God encounters us in a moment of weakness, and it's like we've done nothing to to earn it necessarily, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's that. Um, revelation of oh you love me regardless you know or you are providing for me regardless you know mm-hmm. i i feel like i a couple of years ago um 
encountered this personally where it was a lot of things that had been falling apart and then um just these doors suddenly opened and I, I hadn't been praying for it I hadn't been asking for it but it was suddenly this realization of oh God as my father is providing these things for me the, the exact things that I need mm-hmm. regardless of my output regardless of my performance um regardless of of anything but um because he knows that I need them and he mm-hmm. knows that I will love them you yeah. know and so I can relate to that thing of, um, yeah, God, um, you, you know, sometimes we'll encounter him on the the other side of a prayer that we've prayed. And then there mm-hmm. are lots of moments where um, we encounter him just because he's that good, mm-hmm. you know, because he is our father. Um, can you maybe unpack for us a little bit of, when you know, when we talk about, okay, we've, we've already started talking about God as our father and um that, that can be a concept that feels really normal and familiar for a lot of people, but that can also be a concept that feels distant for others, mm-hmm. you know, um, or is unrelatable to, or, you know, I, I think, you know, father is, is a word that we have so many connotations attached to mm-hmm. um, as humans, because we all have earthly dads and um, we all have earthly families. We all have experiences with people who we're meant to call dad um, or our dad, you know, and sometimes that can be really positive. And so therefore it can be easier for us to understand what a heavenly father might look like, sound like, mm-hmm. feel like. But for people who um, maybe haven't have had a, a great attachment to their earthly dad or, um, you know, may just be really aware of, um, of how disconnected fathers are in their friends' lives or around them, you know, like, um, and, and, and therefore these earthly experiences become barriers to us understanding who, mm-hmm. like, how do we even relate to God as a father? What does that mean? That just feels like this yeah. ethereal thing up here. Like, yeah. can you maybe bring us into, um, to that a little bit? And I don't know if that's through your own experience or, um, just the, the revelation that you've experienced, um, from from God in your journey with Him, like how mm. do we, as humans, understand and connect to this idea, both the idea of God as our Father, but also the reality mm-hmm. of Him as our Father? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think that like I was saying, like the enemy will try to um, bring lies, mm-hmm. so so we so we won't be able to receive. And so if we think, well, if we didn't have a father. I'm never going to understand God the Father, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but many, many people believe that lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if uh, and I want to talk about about that a little bit because yeah. I feel like, uh, to me, you know, God has always been very intentional to highlight those things about mm. highlighting lies that we believe, you know, and that's, it's, I always call it like God always does this little sozos, like this inner healing in me, like uh-huh. that. it's not like I, I didn't go for one, like with a person, but it just like comes mm-hmm. and just does these little moments with me where, mm-hmm. where I, where I realize, oh, this was a lie that I believe in. This is not what he believes. And this is what he believes, you know, right. and he just tells me. And, uh, but I, I will say, it, um, um, he told me to tell, uh, a friend that was dying, um, um, with a sickness, and they didn't know how to fix it. You know, she was in and out of hospital uh-huh. all the time. She she had Crohn's disease, uh-huh. and um, you know, is an uh, immune. Uh, uh, her home, her her own body is attacking her own body, uh-huh. and 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 they don't know how to fix it. And she had mm-hmm. this horrible diet that she had to be on, and everything. And and so we're constantly trying to pray for her. And and I, I remember like God uh, asked me to tell her a story, mm. and. 
I realized that we can see that the love of God is always around us. It's mm. everywhere. We just need to have eyes to see him. Mm. We need to have eyes to see when he's loving us. Uh, but I've seen it with people when they uh, they realize that, um, you know, ask little questions. And they say, well, why, why is it rain? And we're like, well, because, you know, we need it rain for things to live and whatever. But at the end of the day, it's because God loves us. Mm. It's because God wants us to live a great life. He has mm. dreams for us, and He knows that we won't be able to have that without rain. You know, and so mm. it's just like you start thinking about it. And so there was a friend that, you know, asked God one time, like, "What is rain?" As a little child, and it, and God said, "It's because I love you." Mm. And because of that, that friend loved the rain so much. Every time it rained, it was just a reminder of the love of God. Wow. So I just think that there's there's uh, there's something about seeing God in the simple things mm. and just realizing That's what good. is this. What is this about at the end of the day? And is it really, you know, is 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 a story about a father who mm. who loves his children, who mm-hmm. made space for all of us? Mm-hmm. And so uh, he told me to tell a story about when I almost drowned. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna make the story short because it's okay. a long story. Okay. <laughs> but I I was drowning with my sister and my dad. Uh, we were in El Salvador on a mission trip, went to the ocean. Now we're drowning. My dad came to help us. Wow. We realized he couldn't help us. Wow. You know, the current was so strong. And we've been there for a while, and then your body just feels like, you know, a thousand pounds. You can, mm-hmm. he, everything feels so heavy. And I remember there was this point my sister was separated from us already quite mm-hmm. a bit. And I looked at my my early dad, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I look at my dad, and when I saw his eyes, I saw desperation I've never seen in his eyes before. Wow. And and I didn't realize at the moment, but some supernatural things started to happen. I can hear his thoughts as wow. when I saw his eyes. And I saw the wrestle inside of him, and I can tell that he couldn't make a choice between my sister and I. You know, he was like, mm. he couldn't choose. And I was like, so right away I told him, you know, I lie. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I'm okay right now. You know, I was, I was not okay, but I was like, Dad, I'm okay right now. Mm. Um, you should go help my sister, um, you know, I'm okay right now because I knew he couldn't make the choice. Mm-hmm. So I told him what to do. Wow. And so I was about 15. My sister was about 13 mm-hmm. at the time. And so my dad started going towards where my sister was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at that moment, I just started to float because I just couldn't swim anymore. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the current just started to take me just more towards the deep, you know. Wow. And so I really thought, I, I, I'm, I'm going to die. There's no way I can come out. There's nobody on this place. There's wow. nobody else to help us. And there's, I've tried, you know, you try all the things that you know to do and nothing worked. And so I just thought, I'm going to die. And uh, at that point, um, <clears throat> I had this interesting experience mm-hmm. where I saw what I will describe as a flat screen okay. in front of me. Uh-huh. And, you know, those when I was 15, there was not flat there screens yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, just thinking that. <laughs> so I was not, and so TVs were huge. Uh, and so, <laughs> but it was just like a little... Mm-hmm movie in front of me mm. and I start seeing I saw pictures of myself since I was uh, a baby mm. and a toddler and just all through my life I saw this like uh, I'm about to knock the mic <laughs> uh, I saw this 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 moments mm. of it was two things I was watching I was watching God with me just mm. in random moments I didn't even realize he was with me mm. some moments were happy moments some moments were sad moments and he was just with me and he was so close he was so near 
And then they also I saw these things that I did that I was ashamed of, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm talking about things that I did since I was like five years old, you know, uh-huh. things that I never told anybody who did, uh-huh. lies, whatever it was. Uh-huh. But things, that, everything that I was ashamed of, he would show me those things. And I just thought, because I've never had an experience like this where I saw something just show up in front of me, I just thought, well, I'm crossing over. I'm about to die. Right. And so and life I, is literally it, flashing it, before yeah, your eyes. It, yeah, it is. And uh-huh. so now I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. So God is giving me an opportunity to die well. So I get to repent, you know, uh-huh. of whatever I did. I get to repent and say, you know, and so I'm like repenting. God, I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry I say that. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. repenting of all these things. And I'm just saying like, but there was one thing that shocked me was I realized that through the movie, mm-hmm. God was inviting me to do all these things. And I just lived a good Christian life, but there was so much more. Mm-hmm. And I can see all the things he wanted me to do. And I didn't get to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was just things that uh, opportunities he was opening. Mm-hmm. And people that I was supposed to reach out or things that I was supposed to do. But I was just not even paying attention to uh-huh. what he was saying. Yeah. And that was like, oh my goodness, like I wasted my life. Wow. I'm going to die at 15, and I wasted my life. Uh-huh. I, couldn't live, I couldn't have an incredible life, and I just lived a good life. But he wanted so much more. Mm-hmm. Like, his dreams for my life were way better than what I lived. And so that wow. was what it was really killing me. And, of course, you know, and there's a place in you who's saying, like, God, I was like, I think I'm dying. I'm seeing things. So, but if there's any chance you want to give me one more chance, right? Like, I was like, I, I really want to give you my life. And I, I don't want to really live, do my own thing. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna give you my life. And so I, I just started, like, I was praying this. And this the, the prayer uh, just came to my mind, you know, uh, Father, in your hands, I encommend my spirit. The prayer mm-hmm. that Jesus prayed wow. when he was dying. And yeah. so I just thought, so I just prayed it. I said, like, you know, I trust you. Uh-huh. I, and so as... As this is happening, my dad and my sister are getting closer to the place where they can touch the sand. So they're like getting close out. But it took a long time. Uh-huh. And so I'm thinking, I'm so far away, there's no way I will make it there. Yeah. You know, and when my dad was able to to push my sister out, she can barely walk. She was crawling out of the water. Uh, you know, uh, my dad turned around to where he can stand. And he just put his hand, you know, out to me. And he just said, son, if you get here, you will save yourself. And just just, stay, just stood there with his hand, you know, just towards me. And he said, if you come here, you will save yourself. And so at that point, I was thinking, there's absolutely no way I can make it there. Mm-hmm. But when he said that, it was like his eyes were like right in front of me. Like I can see his eyes. I know he was far but uh-huh. I can see his eyes like if if they were right in front of me. Mm. And it was the same desperation, mm. you know, that I will come to him. And and when I look at his eyes, suddenly I felt this fire who just hit me and filled me from the top of my head to the bottom of my, of my foot wow. and just filled me. And he gave me so much strength to swim. And I started swimming and swimming and swimming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in a way that I actually was moving forward for the first time. Mm. And it was interesting because I will be completely out of strength again, like where I had, I couldn't even feel like I couldn't move my arms anymore. And I would look up again, and he was just standing there with wow. his hand. And I look at his eyes, and his fire will hit me again, and it will fill me up. Mm. And that happened five times until I was able to hold his hand, and wow. I came out of the water. Wow. Right? 
So I uh, came out of the water. We just kind of cry a little bit. <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, my gosh, we made it. You know, yeah. like we just we were still kind of in shock. We yeah. hugged each other and we didn't talk about it. It was weird. Like we, it was like really? you would think that you would talk about that, yes. that situation, you know, more. Uh-huh. And I think maybe life was busy. I don't know what happened. We just didn't talk about it. But I felt bad because um, when I was, there was a point when I pray that prayer and I say, God, in my hands, I come in my spirit. And I, when I saw that my dad was able to get to the short and he turned around and he stood there, there was a place in me that I, I knew, I knew that, um, he 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 stood that he didn't went back to try to help me anymore. Right. But I knew he 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 probably didn't have the strength anymore to do it. Mm-hmm. And I knew and I and I told God, I said, God, I I'm okay with this. You know, I I know he's making the right choice. Mm-hmm. If he comes for me, you know, my like if I die, I you know this is what I said to God, if I die, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be sad if I die. I want you to give me a chance. I said, but I'm but this makes sense. This is the better outcome. You know, I said, my mom is going to have a husband mm-hmm. and my, my sisters are going to have a father. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're going to miss me, but, you know, they can live. They, you know, I felt like it was a, it was the best choice, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, like, my dad is making the right choice. Mm-hmm. So, but after that, that night, I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about it, it was like tormenting me. Mm-hmm. And I felt horrible because I felt selfish because I thought, like, that was the right choice. Like, he should stay there. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it there's no reason why he you know, for him to go back and mm-hmm. try to get me. But I, I felt horrible because for months, I, I would spend hours thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Every night. I couldn't I couldn't shake it. Because I, the, the son and you wanted him to come back? Because because I had this question. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like it was like an unanswered question. Mm-hmm. What, what would have happened if I didn't have the strength to make it? Right. Was he was just going to let me drown? Mm-hmm. Or was he going to come for me? And it was the unanswered question, but I was... I w- but I felt bad because I was like, no, he made the right choice. Mm. Like, there's no, why would he come for me? You know, it, it didn't make sense at that point. I knew he was going to be stuck again because he came the first time. To, it was just my sister and I. Oh, wow. Yeah. My sister and I, and it was my fault. I told her, let's just get in the water. We knew it didn't, the water didn't look right. And I was like, let's just get in the water. It's fine. Uh-huh. And then my dad came to save us. Mm-hmm. And then he realized he was stuck too. Mm. Right. So I was thinking he already had tried once. Uh-huh. And so I was in, but in my head, I felt bad because I couldn't let it go. I was thinking, you have to let it go. And mm-hmm. every night it was the same thing. I wouldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm. So I will say about um, maybe a couple months after that happened, we were actually at the house where we were going to stay with the team. Mm. Uh, and we were running around as kids, you know, playing something. And the, the adults were having a meeting. And I came to grab something. And I heard my dad was telling the story. And it's the first time I heard him talk about it wow. since that happened. Uh-huh. And he and I get that right when he's talking about when he realized that he had no more strength. And and he said, around the same time I pray that prayer, he prayed the same prayer. And he prayed. He wow. said, God, in my hands, I encommend my spirit. Wow. He said that the prayer came to him. And he just said, in, in your hands, I, I commend my spirit. And I said, and I'm leaving this ocean with my two kids or I'm not leaving. Oof. And so when he said that, I was like, it just, like, I knew that I knew that I knew that it was truth. Mm-hmm. I knew he would have come for me if I, if, if I couldn't keep swimming. You know, I just knew. Mm-hmm. I, I knew for sure. And so I, it, it was like never again I had the question. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm telling this girl the story. 
for the first time. Because I heard him say that. I never even talk about the story after that. Wow. This is now like five years later. Wow. I'm telling the story for the first time to this this girl. Mm -hmm. That guy tells me to tell her the story. And he says, tell her that um, your father was limited in what he can do. But I don't have limitations. Mm -hmm. And even if she feels that she's in an ocean of pain and she can come out, you know, that I'm I'm the guy who can pull it out. Mm-hmm. Even if she can swim anymore, I'm the guy who can pull it out, mm-hmm. you know? And so the thing with her was that more than her physical sickness and her pain was that she had a horrible father wound because her dad was a missionary too. Mm-hmm. He was a minister. Mm-hmm. But he was just really a, a really bad man, you know? Yeah. And he was abusing her horribly, abusing children mm-hmm. in that place where they were at. And it was like a whole thing, and it was it was bad. Mm. And so for her, she just felt like, I'm never going to be able to understand the love of the Father. Right. Because he felt so just messed up, because mm-hmm. he was always like the man of God also. Mm-hmm. But he was so abusive. And so, and she told me, she said, this morning, I told God, I said, God, I feel like I'm in an ocean of pain. Mm. And I feel like I'm done. I feel like I can't swim anymore. Wow. You know, and so I'm there telling her the story about me being, <laughs> like, in, an dr- being in an ocean and <laughs> drowning, and and, mm-hmm. and God tells me to tell her this, right? Yeah. And uh, and God made it so clear to me, and He said it is a lie that you know because somebody didn't experience a good earthly father mm-hmm. that they can experience my my love as a as a heavenly father, right? Mm-hmm. That He longs to reveal His heart to His people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how they grew up, if the pa- the father was bad or if they didn't have a father, like it is his nature to reveal himself. Mm. I think many times he's waiting for us to just open our hearts. And, and it's, 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 um, it's hard to open our hearts when we're afraid, when mm-hmm. we've been hurt. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to yeah, be vulnerable with absolutely. God. But uh, I will say, um, well, before I move on, I just want to let you know, this this friend got completely healed. Wow. You know, and uh, more than the physical healing, I think it was, I think her body was like, it, it was that hate, self-hate in that place mm-hmm. in her where she just felt unworthy and all these things that the love of the Father really restored in her. Wow. And, um, and that God was looking at not just healing her body, but healing her soul mm-hmm. and from this wound, you know, mm-hmm. that he really, like God will pursue us mm-hmm. to to help us. Like he will, he will bring me from Ecuador, ended up in a random <laughs> neighborhood in Kansas City uh-huh. to tell this friend that I will never have, would have met in any mm-hmm. other way, yep. just to tell her a story because he cares that much. Mm. You know, like he's the guy who can or- or orchestrate all these things because he really loves us. Mm. You know, and um, when I think about that, I think about David. And I think how David was rejected mm-hmm. by his own family. David in the Bible? David, King David. King David yes. in the Old Testament. King David. <laughs> yes, I was just talking like everybody knows which David I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I know some good Davids. Yes, but, yeah. yeah this, uh, the old one. The, the, the David, the, the real, <laughs> the, the, David. the old school David. The OG. OG. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just talking about how David, um, I don't hear a lot of people connecting David to the, f- the heart of the father. Right, no. 
um, when they talk about the love of the Father, somebody, usually David is not the example. Mm-hmm. But to me, David is one of the best examples of somebody who understood the love of the Father. And, and the Father will come to you and he will relate to you in a way that you can understand. Mm-hmm. And because David didn't have a good relationship with his natural dad and his mom and his siblings. Right. Um, because um, he was sent out to the field he where... Was, when all of his siblings were get to remain at home, he was like kind of the outcast, got sent out into the field to look after the sheep. And yeah. they probably wouldn't have seen him for weeks on end at times um, because he was just out there looking after the sheep. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And, you know, he, he said that Jesse is mm-hmm. the descendant of Boaz, direct descendant of Boaz, who's uh-huh. a wealthy family. Yeah. So, so they will have the, the servants do that job, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they, it wasn't just that. You know, well, he's just good with the sheep. No, it was that he was yeah, he was being point. he was being rejected, mm-hmm. right? And um, when Samuel comes to anoint the, the king and he asks for his sons, he doesn't even bring David because, right. you know, the, most people that have studied have studied the story they they believe that that uh, it was probably news to everybody that actually David was a was a, a son. Wow, you know because. Because when the prophet would tell you have all your sons here, mm-hmm. you didn't, you wouldn't disobey the prophet because it was like it was a big deal. You mm-hmm. had to really follow whatever the prophet's saying, right. and the fact that he didn't even bring it um, until he said, "Well, are you sure you don't have more kids?" And he's like, "Well, there's one in the field." It was like it was like news for everybody wow. that he was actually a son, mm-hmm. and so and then you see through the scriptures, you know, some of the things that. David says, and as he understands the the love of the father, like yeah. he will say, like even if your father, your mother will abandon you, mm-hmm. the Lord will pick you up. You know, mm-hmm. like he, you see this language that he uses where he understood that the love of God was different than the love of his own family, mm-hmm. but the way that God relates to him is as a shepherd, mm-hmm. because he couldn't understand. You know the connection of like, oh, what is the love of the father like? Mm, that's a good point. And because mm-hmm. he didn't have a, a good relation with his father, right? But he comes and he shows them through a shepherd because mm. he, in the in the fields, he falls in love with his sheep and he takes care of them and right. he makes sure that they're fed, that they're rested, that yeah. they're safe, and all the things. And so God reveals Himself as mm. a shepherd, you mm-hmm. know. And then, uh, and so that's what Psalm twenty three is still one of my favorite psalms yeah. because it's. You know, you see somebody who understands the heart of the Father. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord is my shepherd; I lack nothing. Yes. You know, there's this place of like, when do you understand that you're loved by the most powerful being in the universe, <laughs> in that He is good and He has good plans for your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you lack nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, what else do you need? Yeah, it's it's like, you know, um, and so mm-hmm. your own Creator uh, is looking for. Um, um, for a life full of dreams that he wants you to walk in. And so so David understands that. And you look through the Psalms, uh, you know, how can you be so vulnerable? It's like the way, uh, love makes you, um, allows you to be vulnerable, yeah. allows you to be mm-hmm. safe. The love of God, because mm-hmm. he understood the love of the Father, he can be vulnerable. And he can say, God, uh, search me. See if there's any iniquity inside of me. Mm. Like, you know me better than I know myself. Like, David will open up his full heart to God because mm-hmm. he knew he was safe with God. Mm-hmm. He knew he can trust him. Yeah. He knew he will never abandon him, mm-hmm. that he will never leave him or forsake him. And he says that over and over in the Psalms. Yeah. And he said, and forever 
I will live in your house. Many times in his psalms, you see this this language where he understood, mm. oh, I've been adopted for life. Like, yeah. I'm going to live with my heavenly father forever. Mm. Like He I had am, that revelation of eternity. It wasn't just yeah. this moment. This is yeah. eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have this mm. outcast, mm-hmm. this this boy who's not even, uh, uh, who's mm-hmm. been going mm-hmm. through all this injustice and rejection. Right. That you are like, and that's the guy that is, um, you know, known as the man after God's own heart. Right. If you want to see it like the man whose his heart is aligned with God, the man who understood the heart of God. And so when I look at that, I'm like, it's because he understood the love of the Father. Mm. He had a revelation of the love of the Father. Because how else can you be that? Mm-hmm. And there's so much honor given to David because he he understood the heart of God. Wow. And out of that place, you know, greatness came out. Mm-hmm. Because the, you can become the full version of you are when you feel the more secure you feel yep. in who you are, yep. the more grounded you are, yep. the more you can soar. And, and, and mm-hmm. you know, because fear limits us constantly or yes. even just wrong ideas about who God is, you know. Mm-hmm. The fact that, that when, you, when you understand how good he is, then it frees us to, to do all the things we're supposed to be doing. I love that so much, Tony. It, um, I've never heard anyone talk about David in relation to the Father Heart of God before, and it's um, it, it's kind of one of those like ping moments for me as I'm hearing you talk about it, um, because I think there's so much um, revelation in that, and I, just a couple of things I wanted to pick up on. But I I love how you um, made the point that David um, that God revealed Himself to David in the form of a shepherd, you know, and I think, I think about that, you know, even, even when we think about, um, parents here on earth and, um, and kind of our experiences with them and, and a good parent will, will, um, make themselves relatable to a child. Like they'll come down to where they're at. They'll, they'll be on the same height level as them. They'll, they'll, they'll change their posture and their, um, appearance in order to um, connect with a child when that child's in a vulnerable place, right? You change the tone of your voice, you come down next mm-hmm. to them, you you embrace them, you make yourself um, safe and and relatable to that child mm-hmm. in order to be able to embrace them. And I love thinking about that with, with David, you know, like you said, like his earthly parents wouldn't have been safe people for him necessarily. Um, and yet he was able to encounter God as a father through this this avenue of understanding of God is my shepherd and I mm-hmm. shall not want. And and through that avenue kind of is embraced by the Father Heart of God and also embraces the Father Heart of God. Mm-hmm. I think that's really key. I was thinking too, um, when you were talking about lies, you know, in your immediate response um, earlier when I was like, well, you know, wh- what about for people who, um, who feel like it's it's hard to connect with God as their father and your immediate response was well that's a lie I was like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you know but there's some I, but I love like the mm-hmm. um I love the way that you said that with such clarity and um um and confidence because because that, that's true it is a lie like we have we experience so much on earth we experience so much as humans like pain, disappointment, trauma, there's so many things that we carry and we can um, come into a place of believing that we'll always, um, we'll, I either we'll always carry those things or they will always be, a, 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 um, 
we'll always view the world through the, the lens of trauma or whatever, you know, and, um, but that, that doesn't give space for God as our healer. That doesn't give space for God as our redeemer, restorer, um, as God as our father, as the one who, you know, I heard you talk the other day about God, the God who loves justice, you know, and, um, and as our father, he, he makes every wrong thing right, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and actually sometimes we need to address, um, these things with, with, that same directiveness that you just said of, well, that's a lie, you know, mm-hmm. and it made me think about the fact that we, one of the names that we give to the enemy, to Satan, to the devil, is the father of lies. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought that was really interesting, actually, that we have these father titles for for both God and also the devil. Like we we call him, we call the devil the father of lies, you know, mm-hmm. and and so it's this twisted father figure mm-hmm. who um, is only giving us lies, whereas God, who is our true father, our true mm-hmm. creator, um, is the one who dispels every lies with his truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, I, I, I love the way that you, you hit on those things. Um, as, as people are listening to us, you know, we've Thank you for for that story that you um, you brought us into, and there's so much um, so much revelation that I also just like you you feel just feel the heart of God in, mm-hmm. in that story that you shared. Mm-hmm. You know, as people are listening, and and I w- whatever place people may be at, what are some steps do you think that people could take um, to open up their hearts mm-hmm. to Him? You know, whether that's somebody who um, maybe already feels like they have a great connection with God. But um, so for somebody in that position, but also for somebody who this feels like a vulnerable place, you know, and yet they're hungry to encounter God in a new and fresh way as their father. Do you have any um, practicals, like some some steps that, that people can take to, um, to receive a, a greater revelation of who God is as their father? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think as we're talking about lies, and I think uh, like be able to to just look inward and just go like what are the lies that I believe mm-hmm. you know I feel like if we are honest with God mm-hmm. um, even as this friend was being fully honest with God I was like God I think I think I'm kind of done mm-hmm. I don't think I can swim anymore mm-hmm. you know and I think many sometimes we try to talk to God in a way that we think he wants us to talk to him but I feel like mm-hmm. being fully honest yep. to where, where, where we are mm-hmm. you know good. or if, I, if you're angry mm-hmm. if you're if you're just disappointed, yeah. like be able to say, like, I am disappointed yeah. at my, in my life or this, or am I not seeing something right? Yeah. You know, like, and I think inviting um, and, and, and even just saying, God, is, is there is there even just some lies that I'm believing that mm. are, are causing me to even feel more the way I feel right now? Mm. Um, I think it's important because I think if the more honest we are, with God, yeah. the more space we make for breakthrough because He can, He can work with that. Mm. Um, you know, I I feel like he was just thinking about this story. You know, one of the main things that God spoke to me through the story was that that He's a Father, and the desperation I saw in, in His eyes mm-hmm. was that it was a desperation that um, He didn't give me that experience. So just um, I can understand His heart, but that that this is how He feels for people. You wow. know, when he sees people, 
if we're in an ocean of pain or an ocean of mm -hmm. confusion and an ocean of depression, an ocean, whatever it is that mm -hmm. we're in, you know, mm -hmm. there's different oceans. There's different, yeah. you know, I mean, I, that we're talking about the ocean in, in a negative way. There's, I think there's, we, he wants us to be in an ocean of his love because right. that's also, yes. right? But like there's negative things that we feel like sometimes we're actually drowning in and we feel like we don't have the ability or the capacity to pull out. But even just uh, to to agree with the truth of like, boy, if he's my creator, if mm -hmm. he designed me, if he knows what I need, like he can pull me out of it. Mm -hmm. And just that truth, you know, like the 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 truth that he's that good. Because I think for me, the question wrestling with the question, if he, what would have happened if I didn't make it? Yeah, you know, like be able to have that answer. Yeah, is it to me? It's the same question of is like, is he good? Mm. Is God good? Mm -hmm. Because we want to say He is good, but what what about when it gets hard? Like, yeah. is you know, like, and I, I want to be able to think that if 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 would I risk my life for my own, my own children? And yeah. I want to I want to believe that I will, you know, mm -hmm. because I think that there's that natural place of love and yeah. that you will do that for somebody you love. Yeah. But I feel like at the end of the day, we're not fully honest with that question. We feel like, yes, you're good, but. <clears throat> um, but you're definitely better um, uh, with other people. Mm. Like my life really is a lot worse than mm. other people's lives. Uh -huh. So you're not that good mm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're good in general because we're all going to go to heaven one day. But, you know, there's, there's a, a place where I think if we become really honest, we don't think he's being good in this situation. Mm -hmm. And so I think just opening up that mm -hmm. And inviting God into that because He yeah. can meet you there. Yeah. And uh, and I think that that's to me, you know, going through different seasons in life, things get hard, and you you have to wrestle with that. Like, do I still trust Him? Mm -hmm. Is still is He still good? Yeah. Even that this has happened. Yeah. Because we also tend to blame God for everything, all the bad things True. that happen. Because mm -hmm. He was like, well, He's God, mm -hmm. you know. But but we have a lot of choices <clears throat> in the midst of it too, mm -hmm. and so. Um, so I will say that's one of the main things that I mm -hmm. feel like opens up people to a place. Yeah. Is vulnerable and also like just like inviting God into that vulnerable place. Yeah. Um, so you're saying that God is big enough for the negative emotions as well as our praise and worship. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah. but that's good. And I, I think, you know, if if you read the the Psalms all the way through, you'll see how honest the writers of the Psalms were with God. Yep. Um, if you read Job, like you see how honest um, Job gets with God too. You know, in um, in the midst of of his pain and oppression, um, mm -hmm. he throws everything at God, and at the same time, it's. I, I think we're almost able to do that. Um, increasingly more when we have a foundation of knowing that He is good. And there's something about <clears throat> the goodness of God that um, that when we really understand and receive that, um, it it allows us to to be more honest, I, I think. Um, mm. and, and maybe we don't even have to have had that full revelation, but but I think that's kind of what, what underlies that um, uh, that ability. Like the goodness of God allows us to be fully free and fully honest with him. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that what you were saying before about like, um, yes, we uh, really being honest with that question of, is God really good? And, and being able to acknowledge his goodness more in other places than in our own, you know, is 
um, is something that I think we can probably all relate to, especially like in the last few years, there's been so much, you know, crazy stuff going on for people that um, it's, it's, thrown a lot of questions up right you know Mm -hmm. if is god really good you know he looks good over there but he's really not looking good over here you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we do we we tend to project our um our negativity or our brokenness our pain onto him um as opposed to giving it to him and allowing him to craft something beautiful Mm -hmm. out of it you know um yeah yeah no i think that and the other thing that i will say too is that you know there was a part of me that die that day, wow. you know, mm. and I will say because I was like there was a new level of surrender of like, mm. oh, I'm just get to do my own thing a lot, mm. you know. I just not even paying attention to what he wants me to do, and it just and it's not like I do it all the time, but I at least open up this place in me where I'm constantly like more aware and asking him mm-hmm. what do you want me to do, mm-hmm. what do you want about this, and just going through my day, mm-hmm. asking God questions. Mm-hmm. I think that as I think at the end of the day too is like, do we is if if we are able to answer the the question of, of he's good or not, you know, um, it's gonna really affect if we can actually surrender or not. Mm-hmm. And so and that's what I you can see the beauty in David of like a full surrender of like, my life is yours. Yeah. I live only for you. Mm-hmm. And yes, life is not good. Mm-hmm. Enemies all around then, but I know you're faithful. You know, mm-hmm. he never, he always stays in that place of truth. Mm-hmm. Even when the circumstances don't look good, mm-hmm. even if he's surrounded, like he's like, but you're good. Mm-hmm. Even if, if his own uh, flesh and blood, you know, comes against him, you know, when you have your own son betray you and he has all these things that he's like, he stays in a place where God, but you, God, you're mm-hmm. good. You're mm-hmm. the defender. You're the one who sees mm-hmm. the intentions of the heart. You know, you're, and so, so, yeah. so in the midst of all of it, so, but to surrender without understanding that is very hard. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's very connected. And I think we don't realize that so much because we have a whole generation of Christians that don't live a surrendered life. Right. So they're like, they want to go to heaven. So yeah, Jesus, mm-hmm. yes, you have my heart, this and that. But we just want to do our own thing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to really, really follow him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge part of it. But but the beauty about really following him is that you find yourself encountering his heart over and over again. It's true. And, um, and at the end of the day, you know, if we, um, the, the void that we feel, mm-hmm. um, because we didn't have a good father, or because we didn't have a good mother, or because we, 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 we feel alone in the world, like the void that we feel, yeah. th- there's ways to, you know, kind of like make those places feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the void is never going to be really filled until we understand the love of God because we were yeah. made for that, for yeah. His love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, that's the main thing we were made for. Yeah. Yes, we're made for love in general, but like it was not just, no, not just earthly love. We were made for heavenly love, mm. for the love of our heavenly Father. Yeah. And so, as we make space for that love, then it's easier to mm-hmm. surrender. It's easier to, you know, but and to and more we get more revelation about how good He is. Mm. Constantly, we're just in awe and mm-hmm. humble how good he is mm-hmm. you know yeah. and and you see that in the life of david as he got favor and he became 
incredible king, but then he does stupid things. Yeah, I was going to mention the stupid things. You know, yeah. he does the stupid things. And <laughs> see, he, and then you're like, really, David? Like, after mm-hmm. all of that? But mm-hmm. that's what happens. Yeah. You know, when we start feeling like, you know, we're like, we deserve everything or we get entitled, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's a journey of constantly allowing God to fill you with his heart because because our humanity gets in the way constantly. Mm-hmm. So we have to, it's, it's like any relationship. You cannot just let it be there and act like, you know, yeah, it's always going to be good. But if you don't, if, if you don't, if you're not intentional, mm-hmm. like that relational is not going to, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. The level of love, the level of passion yeah. level is not going to be the same if we are not constantly, mm-hmm. uh, intentionally building into it. Yeah. I think too, you know, in in um, talking about things, you brought up the stupid things that that David did. Um, you know, I was thinking about well, how do we, what do we do with with that? You know, because he, um, you know, he has an affair. He um, kills the the husband of the woman that he has an affair with. Um, some people, you know, you you could go so far as say that he raped her, you know, that there was, that wasn't consensual, depending on how you kind of interpret those texts, you know, but it's, it's he used an, his authority, at least his yes, position, right? Yes, yeah. it's, it's an intense part of the story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but I, I think when we're, we're talking about David and, and how he relates to God as, as a father, he, he also repents, right? And there is humility that, that um, we also read about in the, the story of his life. And, you know, when I think about um, being a parent, and so I have two little boys, um, they're three and nine months, so they're, they're young, so we haven't we haven't got into anything crazy um, <laughs> yet. Um, may never happen, but, um, but no, but when I think about the boys, you know, they're Freedom, who's, who's three, like he has his moments um, where he doesn't want to do what I'm suggesting that he does you know whether it's two nights ago just it's bedtime you know he's had a long day it's time to go to bed and throws the biggest tantrum you know and um and so and yet so we have all these emotions that that come out that get thrown at me he he tells me he doesn't like me you know it's like well all these things are happening and then you know within the space of of about 10 minutes once all the emotions are out and we're sitting next to each other eyeball to eyeball and he's given me a hug and a kiss goodnight and he's telling me he loves me you know and I I think that 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 example is obviously like as a three-year-old but then we um there's this space that you have as a as a as a child who is known by the parent as a parent who knows the child there's safety in that to throw all of the emotions out um there's uh you know, when we're talking about God, there's there's safety in Him. We we mess up. We, we all do things probably on a daily basis that um, uh, that are less than what we should be doing. And yet, there's safety in the love of God um, uh, to come back to Him and to repent and to to be received in no less grace and no less love than we were before we did that thing. You know, and I think just to also acknowledge that within the the space of this conversation of of um, it takes surrender and it also takes humility um, oh. as children, um, but it also takes that that when you know that you're a son, when you truly know that you're a son or a daughter, um, you you also know that you can still come back 
to the Father, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when we're talking about, you know, receiving um, revelation of who God is as a Father, we're also talking about fully stepping into our identity as sons and daughters and the shift that takes place within that. Like we're no longer orphans. Um, we are children of God. Like we are adopted. We are mm-hmm. we are fully received by Him. And with that, there comes um, this permission to um, to be fully, truly who we are in Him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Thank you, Hona. This yeah. has been um, a really rich conversation. And thank you for, for sharing a piece of, of your, your story and, and journey with God in that. Is there anything that as we close out, you feel like you would um, want our listeners to take away with in particular? Is there like... Um, uh, yeah, like a, a, a last golden nugget that you would like to share with them or just the thing that you would like them to um, to ruminate on or, or remember as they, they listen to this. Yeah, you know, I think that um, yeah, when I, when I think about waves, you know, now mm-hmm. in the ocean, I don't think about like, it's interesting because I talked about like we can sink, drown into our own things, right? But when I look at waves, I the first thing that comes to me is the love of God. Mm-hmm. And I think about like it is a picture of like they just come over and over, and it's like never ending. Mm-hmm. One one comes and then there, there's the next one. Um, and I feel like it doesn't matter if we're going through a good season, mm-hmm. a hard season, a confusing season. The waves are always there. Mm. And um, it's just that do we have eyes to see them? Mm. And are we sensitive to them? Mm. And I will say that is my prayer constantly. Like I was like, God, keep me sensitive to your waves, to your presence, mm. because because life, it is going to get hard. It is yeah. going to be confusing. It mm-hmm. is going to, sometimes <clears throat> it's going to be great. But in all of it, like, let me feel the waves because even when it's great, is when we do some of the stupidest things, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so like I don't want to constantly be in. A, I want to. I don't want to. We're called to live from glory to glory and to build in our yeah. lives. Our life shouldn't be a roller coaster. Or like I'm doing great with God. I'm doing horrible. I'm like <laughs> okay. Where is God? Is He real? You know. It's like, mm-hmm. like is. I think it is more of a. Man, life is amazing right now. God is so good. Man, God is so hard, and God is so faithful. Mm-hmm. God is, you know, it's like there's a difference of like, as we walk through life, like, mm-hmm. is are we allowing the experiences to enlarge our heart and understanding His love? Mm-hmm. Like, will we love Him when it's dark, like He did? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think that's part of the. I would say that would be the the thing that I would say. It's just like, pray for that. Mm-hmm. Pray for. Pray that you will feel the waves of his love mm. in your life constantly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So as we close out, may may you take that little nugget with you. Look out for for the waves of God's the waves of God's love. Whether it's in the rain, whether it's in the birds singing, whether it's in the interaction with a friend or a family member. Um, yeah, we we bless you with that. May you encounter the love of God um, every day, from here on out for the rest of your days. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Joy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LCJ Podcast. We hope that this conversation blessed you. 
If you want to know more, please look in the description for more links and follow the Expression 58 socials to keep up to date on what we're doing. If you'd like to support the creation of this podcast, please consider donating. Visit expression58.org slash podcasts for more information. We'll see you next time.